This is CliffCentral.com. Property, 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 I'm trying to invest. Honey in by the neighborhood, that's how you rinse it. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like $2 million. That same building today is worth $25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. Buy back the hood. I'm about to buy back the hood. Buy back the hood. The hood, the block, the everything. That's what you're about to buy back. So welcome everybody. This is uh Lerato Shabala on Living It Up with me, which happens every Wednesday at ten until eleven AM here on CliffCentral.com. Remember that our show is brought to you by Rally Properties. You can go to R A L I dash M A P-E-U-L-E dot C-O dot Z-A for more information. Thank you to everybody who tuned in last week when we had Ntabi Taukubong, one of South Africa's most respected uh, interior designers. If you missed, and why did you? But if you missed that particular show, you can go to cliffcentral.com, download the podcast, Living It Up with uh, Lerato Shabalala, and you can get to listen. She gave us great tips on um, what we can do uh, uh, to uh, spruce up our houses, including a note for me, which was... Uh, Get a, a big rug, not a small rug. So I made a note for myself there. I'm excited about today's show because, um, one of the things this, this gentleman was telling me that 60% of their customers are a new home loan, uh, um, applications. So I, I, I wanted us to, if you are buying a house, are planning on buying a house and you haven't done it before, this is the show for you. If you know a friend who's buying a house or is about to buy a house or is considering it and is daunted by the prospect, this is the show for them. Download the podcast, send it to them. If you're on Apple's iTunes, it will be available within the next 24 hours, but Seriously, as soon as we come out of here, go to cliffcentral.com and get this podcast. It is vital. Uh, I would love to welcome to a uh, Better Bond Home Loan CEO to the show, Sean Radmeyer. How are you? Very well. Yeah. It's so nice to have you here. Thanks, Lerati. Thank you so much for making the time out to sit and chat to us. Um, I, I must say, we were having a conversation before we got on air about, you know, sort of the intention for the show and what we wanted to do. And for me, it was actually when I realized that I myself, having bought properties before, and I mean, not as some, and not as many as some people have had on the show, but certainly enough to know, um, what the process is like and what it means and some of the things that are really daunting. I wanted to sort of take away those things that make it hard for people to get into the property market, to, to even consider that, to say it is possible. Don't let the paperwork or the 25 years of signing your life scare you. So I'm very glad you're here to kind of help demystify some of those things now let's get this out of the way better bond home loans one of the things you guys say over and over is that the service is free now they say nothing is for mahala in south africa so how is it free <laughs> well larati what, what the first thing you must understand is what we do we don't finance homes ourselves we don't give our own money out we don't have as much money as the banks so what we do is we take one application and we submit it to all the banks okay up to nine institutions in south africa wow and then we give the customer the best option on his home loan 
Okay, now why why is it for free? So first thing is the banks outsource the service of people doing the work to us. Right. So you can imagine we've got uh, around about 450 employees. Now, if each bank had to have 450 employees times 10, that's 4,500 people. Exactly. Okay. So now they're only paying for 450. Ah, which is what you guys do. That's what we do. So in a practical sense, um, please take me through. I mean, and then we'll talk about you as CEO and your role. Sure. Because I think your story is interesting and in also how you've learned as you get into the role. But I wanted to talk about, so here is Lerato. She comes to you. I... Think I can afford a house for eight hundred thousand? What do I do? What does that process look like? Mm. Uh, with better, better so let, let's start from the start. Okay, yes. so yes, Lerato, she's decided she wants to buy a property. Right. So the first thing Lerato must do is go check what does her ITC score look like. Okay. Okay, and what that is is that is the bureaus in South Africa that captures every single transaction that you do in your credit profile. So are you an early payer? Are you a late payer? Have you forgotten to pay your Edgar's account? Have you just decided to stop paying a credit card account? Ah, because we all have a credit history. Exactly. And so the... the ITC score, what does it stand for, by the way? Ooh, Do you know? Now you're okay. asking me a question. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, so the ITC score is basically your credit history. Yes. So for banks to know if you have a healthy credit history. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So you first need to go have a look. How is that score looking? Okay. okay? And we can do that for you. So we will say ah. to Lerato, uh, we're having a look at your ITC profile, and there's three accounts that you need to still settle. They're small. They're about 300, 400 rand each, but they're giving you a bad name. Ah, okay. Okay. Once we have a look at that, we will then say, okay, you look good. Your profile looks good. You can now go and purchase a property and we would estimate your income to disposable, you know, your debt. And we will then say, okay, you can afford a property of 700,000. Okay. 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 You would then go and you go find a property. Okay. Okay. In the area that is best. Whether myself or the estate agent, whatever. Yeah. Right. Okay. Once you find that property, you're going to sign a document called the OTP, which is an offer to purchase. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. And your offer to purchase is a document that you sign and you say you're going to buy this property or you make an offer of 700000 If you're buying from a developer, it's already been established what the price is. If you're buying from another seller, they will then have to accept that property okay. or the, the, the purchase price that you put there. Once they've accepted it, we will then get all the documents from you. Okay. okay? Documents like your pay slips, um, where your proof of address, your ID, all of that. We ask quite a lot of things, your income and expenditures, and then we'll take that document and submit it to all the banks. Okay. Okay. Once we submit it to all the banks, we will get offers back. Now, there's a different type of offers you get. Some offers will be you need a deposit. Okay, so you need to put a 10% deposit down, but your interest rate will be good. Some will be okay. no deposit, but your interest rate will be a bit higher. Okay. Okay, so and I guess we'll go into it because I, 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 I'm now thinking what is, is we've always asked those of us who've b- bought houses, what is best, a higher interest rate or to pay a deposit? But I, I, I guess you, you'll get to that. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, so so once you've gotten the offers on the table, mm. you need to decide, as you said, which one is the best for you. Okay. okay. Now, a lower interest rate means that you're going to pay less interest over your lifetime of your bond. Now, remember, over 20 years, you're paying double for your house. Okay. Okay. So you buy it for 700 and you're paying 700,000 interest. So you're actually purchasing your property for 1.4 million. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you have a lower interest, you pay less interest over that period. Okay. If you put a deposit down, 
Okay, it also means that your initial debt is lower. Okay. Okay. So the best option always is to put a deposit down and negotiate a better interest rate. Okay. So now I want to ask you this for myself in the future because I, I, I have not done this and nobody has explained it to me in such a way that I get it. Okay. okay. So once you guys have found um, the the bank for me and the bank says, okay, you will pay uh, 700, so excuse me, 7,000 rand a month mm. for this house, excluding insurance, et cetera, et cetera. I have been given advice that you must pay more than your interest rates every month. Now, please explain to me in the simplest way, mm. as if I'm like 13 years old and I need to understand this like it's math. First, how much more is more? Okay. 100, 200, like how much more is more? And what is the real significance? Do I pay less over 25 years? Does the 25 years get less? Like how does mm. it... Oh, what is the practicality of it? Because nobody has explained it to me in such a way that I get why I should pay a little bit more on my bond. Okay. Let's do it this way. Okay. You bought a house for a million rand. Okay. okay? You have to spend 10,000 rand a month to pay that off over yes. 20 years. Yes. Okay. If you add a thousand rand a month, okay. 11,000 rand, you will pay your property off in 16 years. Okay. Numbers might be a little bit off. Okay. But yeah. four years earlier. Okay. Okay. And you will save around about a hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand rand in interest. Okay. okay, right. You see now, now I now I get it. So okay, which then leads me to the next question of um, how do I decide how much is how much more is more? And obviously, there's an arrangement between me and the bank, or between me and and you guys, where you say to me, okay. Are you happy to pay this 10 grand or can you add a little bit more? But what is a little bit more? Anything. Yeah, anything. If you put a hundred rand extra, it might take a year off your repayments. Okay. Um, and remember, you can decide. One month you can pay more, the next month you pay less. Uh, but always the same amount as what the bank requires. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. So now I seem to get it. Yeah. So if I don't have a deposit, does that, um, sort of make my bond application less uh, sexy as it were to the to the bank because I don't have a deposit, or that just means on top of the seven hundred or, or, or one million, whatever figure it is, uh, it, there's a little bit more. So it's not just mm. a, a million. So so you must remember you have other costs as well. Okay. okay. So a customer that buys a property for a million rand needs to pay transfer fees. Yes. Okay. To the attorneys. Yes. As well as tax. So that tax was money. one of the things that shocked me when I first yes. got a house, and it was like sixty k. In uh, lawyers, yeah, and fees. lawyers' fees in and government, of, all of that. I yeah. was like, "What <laughs> the hell?" And obviously, you're paying for the for everything that's written in the previous owner's house to be put into yours, and obviously, right. your name and somebody else has to do that for you and yeah. go to all the necessary people. Yeah, so you got two: you got transferring and bond attorney. Okay. So you're registering the bond in your name, and you're registering the property in your name. Okay. So it's a it's it's a lot a lot of money. Okay. So you were, you were, I think you were still explaining when you don't, when you don't have a deposit, mm. like how that affects your. Yeah. So remember the banks will give you um, a loan according to their criteria. It's okay. like a risk criteria. Okay. Okay. If about 34% of our applications, and we do about 8,000 applications a month. Okay. So just to, to give you an idea, 25% of everyone that gets a home loan in South Africa comes through us. Okay. It's amazing. It's 25% clever people. The others that don't <laughs> aren't getting the deals that they should. So 
So, <laughs> Did you hear that, people? <laughs> so about 30%, 30 to 35% of customers that come through us don't need to put a deposit down from the banks. The banks said they'll give them 100% of what they're asking for. Right, okay. The other 65 needs to put a deposit down. Okay. And the banks do that because they want you also to take risk in the property. Yes. So if you default, so let's say you're buying a property of 5 million rand, and we know the property market in the 5 million space is tough. Okay, so if you default on your property, the bank needs to sell their property as quickly as possible okay. to cover their five million. Okay. So what they do is they say, okay, we'll give you of those five million, we'll give you four million rand loan. You have to put a million rand in. Right. And if the property is going to default, which you know highly unlikely, at least they only need to cover four million rand okay. of the value of five. Right. That's why they they want deposits into the market. Ah, I see. So, how do I know what my risk factor is for in a situation like that? Well, the one thing you can do is on our application, uh, we've got an app in the App Store, Better Bond. Okay. Um, you can actually go calculate what property you want to buy, and what is your chances of getting a hundred percent, or what type of deposit you'll have to put down. Okay, so one more time for for you guys listening at home uh, and everywhere. Remember, we you can listen to us whether you're in Lagos, Nigeria, or New York City in America. Uh, we are cliffcentral.com. Um, you can go to the App Store, okay, and go to Better Bond, the app, and actually find out through Better Bond what your risk factor is. So this is, I mean, this is amazing. I don't actually even, I didn't even know that you had an app. So <laughs> this is, is educational for me. I am sitting with um, the CEO of uh, Better Bond Home Loans, Mr. Sean Radomeyer. We are talking uh, home loans and uh, the process, bonds, everything you need to know. Uh, you are listening to Living It Up with Lerato Shabala, a show that is brought to you by Rally Properties. Go to rally uh, slash mampewule.co.za for more information. So when I was looking at um, th- your great uh, 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 website, one of the things I, I realized, which I didn't know, is that three out of every four home loans that you guys put out get approved. Mm. Now, a lot of people say after the National the National Credit Act, a lot of people were rejected. And so how come, um, and you did explain this to me, but I think for the people it, it'll be necessary. How come when you go straight to a bank as yourself, you get rejected, but you guys have such a high number of people who get approved? So you need to think about it. The bank, if you look at one bank, they only have one offer. Okay. Okay. If you come to us, we give you ten offers. Okay. Okay. So it's a simple equation. One application, ten options gives you a higher rate of conversion ratio or a, a more success rate. Right. One application, one option. You, there's nothing else for you. Yeah, because I, I would imagine, obviously, that once you've been rejected by one, then you have to go to another bank, then you have yeah. to go to another bank, whereas here it is sent throughout. Now, how many people am I dealing with during this process, Sean? Is it like, am I assigned a person who calls me every day that I know by name who's dealing with my case, or is it different people? No. So we've got one person <coughs> that deals with you okay. um, that will take you through from the application right to um, you know the bond grant, which mm-hmm. means you've accepted and the bank is giving you the loan that you want. Uh, so you're okay. not dealing with a call center. You're not oh, dealing with God. people that you don't know. Or a bot. <laughs> or a robot. <laughs> you, you're actually dealing with uh, an individual that will come to you if you need. So if you really want someone to explain to you, tell me what's going on here, they'll come to your house or come to your workplace and take you through the whole documentation. Or if you're comfortable with them speaking over the phone, they can do the same. So you were saying to me that 60% 
of um, the, the, the your customers are first-time buyers. Yeah. Okay. What advice? What have? Okay. First, let me start like this. What have you seen to be prevalent amongst sort of you could say FAQs, like frequent things that um, first-time buyers want to know? And what advice would you have for somebody who's listening, who's a first-time buyer, who says, "Look, I want to, but." Who, I don't know. Should I trust? They say it's free. I don't know if it's free. Yes, it is free, by the way. So, so what are the things that you've realized a lot of home first time buyers are sort of worried about in particular? Yeah. So, you know, the, it's actually quite strange. First time buyers have a lot of faith in us. Ah. So, um, it's not difficult for them to be convinced or to see the value proposition. Mm. You know, it's, they've never been in the property game. They take advice from the estate agent. And when the estate agent says, you know, speak to Better Bond, they are the experts in home financing and they'll get you the best deal. They normally come through to us. Ah. Mistakes that first time buyers make mm. is when they buy a property. Pay attention because I made a lot of mistakes too <laughs> <laughs> when I first bought a house. Yes. They, they forget that during the purchasing of the property and the registration process, the bank can reevaluate your affordability. Uh. So what you do is when you did your application, you didn't own a Golf GTI and you weren't paying 4,000 rand a month. During the application <laughs> to registration, you've now gone and bought a car. Now the bank says to you, hold on, you can't afford the property anymore. And then they cancel the deal. So... To decode this for you listening at home Because I know you guys are going to go But what does Sean mean? The bank will approve your loan Based on your current lifestyle Okay So if your current lifestyle is Oh, I drive a Toyota Taz And I spend 1200 Rand on groceries Okay And that's what they They kind of figure Okay, this is how much this person is going to spend on gas Etc, etc during this period, should you get a promotion and you're like, I'm going to get the house, I'm going to get the car, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start uh, shopping wherever and eating caviar. Obviously, that's going to affect um, how much you're spending, which is why this comes into play. Am I right, Sean? That's correct. And so would you suggest for somebody who's like, but I want to get a car and I want to get a house at the same time to sort of wait and I, I say this to everybody, even if you're buying a car, buying a car is the same as buying a house. Wait until you've, it's three months and you've been paying everything off before you rush out and change your lifestyle. Wouldn't you say that's the, the, the advice for first time buyers who want to do everything all at once? Well, Larissa, I wouldn't say it. that's exactly how I would say. It. <laughs> so I don't have to be in the interview anymore. You can continue talking. <laughs> because I do believe that. Uh, for a lot of people, when they, when we come into money, all kinds of people for the first time, you, you do think, oh no, they, they're paying me enough to have a house and a car. And you never know. One of the mistakes I made, and I'll speak about myself, um, I got a house just before the second house, just before the credit crunch in 2007. There was an interest rate that was agreed upon, and I thought I would be able to pay it. And then there was a meltdown around the world, and my interest rates shot up in such a way that I had to pay two grand more than what I was paying. And it was rough. What do you do in such a case? In such a case, obviously that was a freak 
something that doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens when there was a, a, an agreed upon and then inflation happens and the, the credit crunch happens and then suddenly instead of paying 10 grand, you're paying 13 grand. Yeah. Look, the banks do take that into account when they look at your affordability. Okay. Okay. So they do say, you know, if the interest rate goes up with one or two percent, will you be able to cover the the bond still? Okay. So they don't just look at the ten thousand; they look right. at twelve thousand. Okay. But it is important that that is such an important point that you need to make. Customers must not live right on the edge. Mm. They must have enough to be able to handle an interest rate hike. Um, the other thing is, when the interest rate comes down, don't go make more debt. What you should do is the money you're saving should either pay off short-term debt, credit cards, clothing accounts, and then put it into your long-term debt. Mm. So I think this is now the issue because now Sean and I are going to sound like the fun police. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact of the matter is a lot of the times when you get a little bit of money, you want to go out there and splurge because this is what I work for and I deserve it. However... As you say, rather even putting it into your bond, actually, what we're speaking about earlier, put it, you know, put an extra 500, an extra grand. Uh, But do not, as Sean says, live on the edge. Now, one of the things Bond did um, prize itself on, and I want to know this answer for myself, is you give the best deals, Mm. the best deals. Now, what does that look like? Because a lot of people are going to go, ah, but... How do I know that they're going to give me the best deal? What mm. if somebody else can show me who that person is, by the way? But in any case. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's explain it this way. So if you were going to one bank, Lerato, so let's say you were doing your bond now and mm. you went to your bank. Mm. How do you know that they're giving you the best option on the table? Other than taking their word for it. Okay. So you take know. their word for it. Yes. Okay. And do you think they're going to give you the best option because they know you're not going to any other bank? Mm, I doubt it. Okay, so what happens now if you go to your bank and you say to them, I've got five other options behind me. Please give me your option. Yeah, because you see, the thing is, I always say this. I don't know why this, like I just got a bing moment. One of the things I like to say is you can never negotiate from a place of disadvantage. There we go. (laughs) But it had never made sense (laughs) until now. With regards to applying for a bond. For sure. Because what you've said to them, which is, that's why I say, you, you can't negotiate from, from a place of disadvantage. If you have one option, if the person knows you have one option, you, you're going to get what you get the way you get it, and that's it. So let's think of ESCOM. <laughs> what do you think ESCOM's rates would be if there was a second option for us? Of course, they would be enormously <laughs> different to what they are right Same thing. <laughs> so... That is basically the way to uh, a better deal is to have more than five offers and get the best one and say to Sean or whoever from Better Bond you're dealing with, guys, is this the best deal? For sure. And this is the best deal. Because the banks are competing for your business then. They want your business. Mm. So you with Bank A, but Bank B really wants you as a customer. Mm. So Bank B is going to give you a great deal. Mm. So I read an interview um that you gave uh, in uh, May this year, mm. where you were talking about the first half of the year sort of seeing a decline in uh, people buying property. Mm. We are now at the beginning of the second half of the year. 
in terms of your projections and what you see going forward, where are we? How is it doing? I know people often talk about a buyer's market and a seller's market, and you can explain that to us. But where are we in terms of a property over the next uh, six months in South Africa, particularly for the people mm. who are looking at buying, you know, people are about to get married and start families. Sure. Where are we? So, you know, first thing is they always say the property has a cycle. Like a yes, seven, yes. five, seven year cycle, ups and downs. And that's so true. I mean, I've seen that in the stats from 1980, um, it definitely does have that cycle. Yeah. We've seen, uh, 2015 was our high. So we had one of our best years Damn, in 2015. I should have bought, bought then. Well, you shouldn't have. I'll tell you now when oh, you must really? buy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, don't. <laughs> Let me take up my notepad. Yes, sure. <laughs> so in 2015, we were in a seller's market. Ah. Okay? And what that means is, is that there's too little stock. Okay, and over a supply of buyers. Right. Okay, so now that means that people's property prices keep going up. Okay, because now I've got on one property four people wanting to buy it. Okay, and that means that someone's going to give me a better rate. That's when I sold my house. Well done. (gasps) That's when I sold my house. I sold it in uh, October 2015. That's exactly when you should have sold it. (laughs) If you if you were looking to make a a short term return. Yes, I was. Then what happens is the market starts going down. Okay. Okay. That means that there's a Lower amount of buyers, so people actually being able to get finance, okay. but there's a lot of stock. Okay. Okay. So, Lerato and I has an option of three properties that she's looking at, but she's the only one that wants to buy these three. Ouch. So now the sellers have to bring their prices down. Okay. Mm. And that's when it becomes a buyer's market. Okay. And so where are we right now in terms of the two? I mean, is it a seller's market? Is it a buyer's market at the moment? If, Look, there, if it if there is if it is possible for you to, sure. it's most certainly a buyer's market. Okay. okay, but it also it's also area dependent. So Cape Town was still a seller's market. Um, so certain areas, yeah. you know, and that's why they always say location, location, location. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's most certainly a buyer's market at the moment. Okay, um, customers have got a little bit more say in more negotiation power. Right. We've seen a very high increase in cash sales in the market. Cash buyers. So yeah. people buying property cash. Cash. Okay. Um, more than what it was in 2015. In actual what? fact, there's more cash buyers now than what there were bond buyers. Um, and all it is is, if you think of an investor, when are you going to buy a property in a buyer's market? Oh. So, so people that have got money is getting good deals at the moment. And, uh, and eventually the property market will go up because it's a cycle. Yes, so we'll course. start seeing the prices go up again. Okay. And they've made a good return on their money. I mean, that is, that, that is incredibly illuminating. And uh, that is something I, I also did not, <laughs> I did not know. So uh, I have so many questions running through my mind. I have to pace myself right now because I'm sure also people who are listening are like, okay, does that mean I go out and, 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 uh, contact, uh, Home loans, by the way, they are, their phone number is 0800 Am I right, Sean? That's correct. And, uh, the we- website is betterbond.co.za. Uh, correct. Okay. So does that mean you go out now and look for a house or does it mean, as you say, and we will talk about location, you look at where you need to buy first, look at the area, cause that's how I, Decided in the end is what I need to do. That's why I haven't bought anything mm. just as yet. Because one of the things I've realized is where you buy. So the area I bought, one of the reasons why I, it did so well in 2015 is that when I bought it eight years before then, um, there weren't as many shopping malls around it. The, the roads hadn't been, uh, 
um, expanded and in three years, uh, there had been, uh, three different, there were, Clearwater Mall opened up, we had a big Woolies, uh, uh, the, the Hendrik Bochita was stretched and suddenly I went from like, oh, okay, I could make a bit of money. Mm. Um, so, and then I also realized though, it's also about your lifestyle. Like what do, what do I want? Yeah. Do I want, um, to be around the hustle and bustle or do I want to be away? And that has kind of been how I'm trying to approach it now. Cause I just bought before, mm. which is not really, I think, smart if you don't consider your lifestyle as well. Yeah, for sure. You, you need to have a look at all those things you spoke about. Yeah. You know, things like transport. Yeah. You know, is the hard train coming past me? Mm. Uh, is there good taxi services around it? That all has the price, uh, it creates a price increase in your property. Right. Um, you know, they always say the early bird catches the worm. Yes. So unfortunately, the early bird is also the only one there. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so when you buy, yes. you know, example I can give you is like when you buy a property in a development, mm. okay, you're the first one to buy that property. Around you, it's terrible. Yeah. They're building and they're going on and it's dust and all of that. But you get your property at the launch price. Yeah. Okay? And, uh, and when it, Hasn't belonged to anybody. You don't have to pay transfer costs, right? Yes, if okay. you're buying direct from a from a developer, yeah, you're not paying any. Okay. And remember, anything below, I think it's nine hundred and sixty thousand, nine hundred and fifty thousand. Now you're not paying any transfer fees for the government. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the government has raised that from seven hundred and fifty to I think it's nine fifty. Yeah, because the last I'm, I'm, time it was seven hundred fifty. Yeah. The last time I bought. So now any property below nine fifty, you're not paying tax. I did not know that. Yeah. So it's very good for first-time buyers. Yes. Yeah. Are you listening? Oh, you know, you you are a, a godsend for so many other people. If you've just tuned in onto cliffcentral.com, you're listening to Living It Up with Lerato Shabal. I've got the CEO of Better Bond uh, Home Loans here with me, Mr. Sean Radame. We're talking uh, uh, properties. Remember, the show is sponsored by Rally Properties. You can go to rally-mampewule.co.za to... Uh, to Learn more. So, location. Mm. Most uh, most people are, and we're not going to talk about estate agents because in a couple of weeks I will have the Estate Agents Association of SA here with me to discuss how they they help with uh, home loans, buying, etc. But I wanted to talk about the location mm. um, and how that affects. How your property does So I'm not going to mention suburbs But there were times When certain suburbs Did really well When everybody was buying And then what happens Is that there's a kind of Downturn And the investment That you thought You were making And it's I don't know A lot of it is instinct It's kind of looking And deciding And then it goes The other way What are the factors You should consider when you're thinking of, I'm making an investment, but I'm not sure if this space, this neighborhood will be good. Where, where, where can people go? Can you guys give advice about like, mm, I wouldn't buy in, I'm making a hectic example, obviously, mm. Hillbrow, because, you know, it's going to turn into a slum soon. How do I, do you guys advise people and say, are you sure you want to live in that neighborhood? Because mm. this is what's happening. Yeah, you, your best is to speak to the estate agent. Okay. They in the know, they understand the things that are happening in the market. They understand what's the new developments happening. Mm. You know, who's buying the new shopping center or the old shopping center? Right. It's a big consortium and they're going to redo the shopping center. There's a new school coming on. Yeah. Even as far as the new principal that's being appointed. 
Because remember, when, when a school does well, kids want to go to that school. Yes. Okay. And yes. where do the parents want to live? They want to live as close to the school as possible. Exactly. You know? I mean, you think of uh, a school that has performed well for the past 25 years in Joburg is in Greenside. Yeah. Okay. And that neighborhood remains, I mean, the property re- has been the same for years yeah. because they have two good schools there. They have restaurants around there and it's just always improved. One of the things I've noticed and when you go to, whether you go to property, private property or where you go to property.com, uh, so does a property 24, excuse me. One of the things they tell you, they do a graph mm. to say, this is how the property in this neighborhood has performed. Correct. And I think, I didn't realize how helpful that is in making you decide, okay, uh, why is it declining? Yeah. You don't want to be there. Look, what you should do is, is any property that you want to buy, you should ask your estate agent for a property report. Okay. And that property report shows you exactly that. It shows you the prices over all the properties around in your area, what they sold for in the last uh, couple of months, what amenities are around, what schools are around. So, you have to, you know, when you buy a property, it's an emotional thing. Mm. You know, you, you fall in love with the property yes. and you lose all sight of the, <laughs> the things that you must do. Exactly. All the realities. So you need either an expert to help you, okay, to say, well, you know, let me hold your hand through this process. And that mm-hmm. would be us or the estate agent or even a friend that has gone through this. Yes. Yes. Um, like yourself. I've done that for a couple of friends. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to show them the facts around the area and the facts around the house and what they have to have a look for because you get in love with this property. Mm. I remember when I bought my second property, I walked in and my heart just said, I need to, I, yeah, I have to have this. This is my house. Because <laughs> I think houses, one of the things I, I believe about houses is that houses have energy. That's yes. why people walk in and, you know, you take off sh- your shoes and you're very comfortable because the house is, is, is welcoming you For sure And we do get very romantic About our houses <laughs> Incredibly romantic So Sean I wanted to touch A little bit about you Because One of the things I'm realizing Is that um, People tend to think That people like you Have been in the industry For years mm. And So you have This thing Down pat And you're actually Telling me Before we got on air That you've been In the industry For five years And it has been A much of a Learning Experience for you as it is for the people you are helping. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm talking about my second property. I didn't use a bond originator like Better Bond when I bought it. Yeah. And um, <laughs> me neither. Yeah. But that will not happen again. Well, and I'll tell you the truth. Um, what happened was when I when I started with Better Bond, I phoned my bank and I said to him, you know, now I know what they do. Now, that, well, what we do. Yeah. What would my interest rate have been? And I got an additional percent off my interest rate. I mean, that was over my bond period. That's a big saving. Yes. So it just shows you that I was learning from the start. Yeah. Um, and I always thought that, you know, one bank is, is the best for me. You know, my bank will give me the best deal. Which I think true. most of people, I think most people think that like that. They think, Oh, less admin. Yes. It's much, much easier. But actually in the end, it doesn't serve you as no. a customer. No. In, in terms of the work that, Better Bond does, um, where do you see um, you guys contributing the most in terms of South Africa in particular? I mean, my I- intention for the show was to show people that you can get property without needing thousands and thousands of, of, of rands. And yeah. as you say, I mean, I didn't know that anything under sort of uh, a 950. 950, you don't have to pay transfer costs for. Yeah. And I think for most people, they just don't know where to go. 
surely you guys see your role as as almost being a catalyst to that conversation yeah. between uh, the banks and the big institutions, and to use a bit a, a not so good phrase, but the, the small guy. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, Lorato, For me personally. Owning a property gives you um, advantages to a lot of things. Fifty mm. percent um, of South Africans at the moment live in, you know, in poverty. Mm. When you own a property, and it it creates a certain amount of um, uh, facility for you to be able to access debt mm. at a very low price, mm. and. In the future, that facility can be used to either fund a business, mm. um, fund education for kids, um, put you on a different level to where if you didn't have a property. Mm. So owning property is, I think, an essential part of someone's life. Mm. And that's what we want to do in South Africa mm. is make more and more people property owners because property always increases in price mm. uh, through wars, through everything. Over a long period of time, it always increases. And you know, I, I wanted to say personally because you made me think of my own story. Um, so when I was telling you about selling the house in 2015, what I had decided to do was to go off on my own and kind of figure out my life and um, what I wanted to do, get into different types of business. And anybody who's gone that route knows how difficult it is and how much money you're likely to lose. And what selling my property did is that it bought me time and money that I did not have. So instead of going to a bank and asking for a loan, I just sold the property and changed my lifestyle around and downsized. I would have never, ever, ever been able to do that had I not had property. I would have just basically gone into more debt than I was, I was into. Obviously nobody likes downsizing, but you know, rather that than have no other place at all. So it really touches me personally what you've just mentioned because yeah. it it will help so many people. I know uh, friends who've uh, bought property with other people and when they needed the money, they just sold their stake to somebody else who had more money and gotten cash back. Yeah. So all of that stuff is helpful for you in the end, as a human being, Correct. as you say, to to sort of manage your debt and 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 work things out properly, Correct. you know. Sure. Um, so, <laughs> a lot of people who are snobs in Joburg, <laughs> in particularly, uh, say, "Oh my God, like there's so many townhouses in Joburg. I just <laughs> I can't anymore." And we've also seen the spike. I think you will know the correct term of um, sort of the estates, you know, the mm. golf estates. I think there is a it's a community. I know there's community a, living, yeah, community, yeah, living. gated, 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 com- gated yeah. living. Um, where where should we where should people looking to invest go? Is that the way to go? Because you get the gym and the community living in one space, or should you go to the the, the you know the townhouse? Because mm. I think a lot of people are confused about where should I go if I don't yeah. want to stand alone house because maybe I travel and I'm worried about the crime and my house being broken into, but I worry about you know sometimes townhouses in particularly areas can almost look like hostels you know yeah. like one house after another house in terms of those two particular things and the trends in south africa where yeah if if people are looking to you see the one of the things that the government's trying to do is to avoid a gated community ah. and because it's it's important for us as a as a country to have 
access to everything. Mm. You know, you don't want people to live in bubbles. Yes. You know, so a part of your population lives, uh, you know, in, in squalor or in small properties and in, in the rich and everyone can live in these mansions and it's a massive wall and no one knows what's going on mm. there. So, you know, as a country, we need to try and get more integrated, mm. um, where you move from a suburb that is affordable, 700,000, to another suburb that is 1.5, to a suburb that's 4 million. And that exactly. suburb doesn't have to have a massive wall and gates around it. Mm. But unfortunately, because of our crime, because of where we are, yeah. people want to have that security. Mm. Um, you know, you, you just think about uh, someone that has is a single mom, um, that works late and the kids come to, to home, you know, after school, you want to be in an area that you feel is secure. Yes. And that's why the gated communities are doing so well in South Africa. So it's a, I think it's a much deeper conversation that we could have. Yeah, no, it is a much deeper conversation. I remember I did a fellowship in Indiana in 2014 in the U.S. and I noticed how there were no yards. Mm. So, but like no fences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from the back or the front, there was just no fences, just grass. And I kept thinking, okay, but you know how in South Africa we love to demarcate our spaces? Exactly. And I kept thinking, so how do I know where my, my garden ends if we're... But what I also noticed was, you know, people left their car keys in the car yeah. because you know your neighbor. People were calling people saying, I think I forgot to switch off the dishwasher. Please can you... Okay. And so I understand... um from a sharing point of view, yeah. Why we why we need, and also I think that it encourages a, a a sense of community to not be gated because one of the issues is that the wall is so high, nobody knows what's going on yeah. inside, and you can't necessarily have people help you. So I, I must say to me that that makes a, a hell of a lot of sense. So just in case you're wondering who am I talking to, I'm talking to the CEO of. Uh, Better Bond Home Loans, Mr. Sean Radomeya. We are talking everything you need to know about applying for a bond. If you are tuning in, if you want to tune in later, remember in 24 hours, this will be available on uh, Apple's iTunes, this podcast. But as soon as we get out of here, you can download it, download it and listen to it if you're in a meeting as we speak. Uh, also, just to remind you that the show is brought to you by uh, Rally Properties. You can go to rally-mumbewillet.co.za for more information. And next week, I'll actually be sitting with Rally talking about the um, challenges, the ups and downs of um, real estate. Uh, one of the things you um, mention is upliftment. Mm -hmm. um, as one of the top things yeah. um, Have there been Have you had cases personally Where you've met somebody Who said Oh my gosh You work for Better Bond You guys uh, Help me with my loan And this sure. is what Have you had cases like that That must be there gratifying to, I mean, We we get I, I think if I look at Just on Hello Peter um, Yes We've got over 600, 700 compliments You know oh, It amazing. is my, The people that work for us um, Don't do this Just because of the money it is the most fulfilling thing to phone someone and say, the dream of owning a home has just it's become real. a reality. It's incredible. Oh, that is really like an incredible thing too. I know that feeling. I know the first time I, somebody told me I could get a house and I didn't know what I was doing. Obviously, like many, many, many other people. Um, but it, it was gratifying mm. to me. So I wanted to ask you something that somebody has asked me before. So if... You buy a car, it's 
20, let's say it's a million, 1.2 million, mm. you can pay it over a five year period. Mm. But why does it take me as long for a house when it's also 1.2? Why okay. does it take me 20 times the time? So I'm going to explain it this way to you. <laughs> I can't wait if, to hear it. If yes. you buy a million rand house, okay. what type of car are you going to buy? Probably a 200,000 rand car? Um, possibly, possibly, yes. Okay. yes. So a million rand house, if you had to pay it off over five years, okay, will cost you four times the amount. Okay, so it's going to cost you 40,000 rand. Okay. Okay. And you can't afford 40,000. Can I tell you, that is that 1%. You know that 1% that they talk about on the pyramid? Yes. That's who can afford. Exactly. That kind of. So, but you also, if you, if you were going to buy a house that you only pay 10,000 rand over five years, you're only going to afford 300,000 rand for that house. Uh. So the reason why you pay 20 years on a property is because you want the nice property, but you also can't afford to pay it off in five years. Uh. A car also depreciates much faster than a property. As it leaves the lot, as it leaves the garage. So if you had to finance a car over 20 years, by the time it's 10 years old, it's falling apart. Yeah. And you still owe 50% (laughs) on it. (laughs) I laugh because I owned a Taz for 10 years. And in the end... It was falling apart. You had to put it down. <laughs> Shame like a dog. <laughs> um, so, uh, Sean, I wanted to ask you. I must say, I love the fact that you are able to explain um, things this easily to people because I do think that there's a lot of intimidation. Mm. Uh, just And when I say intimidation, just like people are daunted by yeah. the prospect of it. And you guys have found a way to make it so much more simpler yeah. uh, for, 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 for people. Um, so I wanted to ask the importance of insurance yes. when buying yes. a house. Insurance, yes, I know people, <laughs> is a very sore subject for yeah. people because I may be paying for something. I insure everything. I'm one of those people I insure my phone, my household goods, my car yeah. because I never want to find myself in a situation where I don't have a plan B. Yeah. So I'm always thinking, should something happen? But a lot of people go, wow, I don't know. So what is the importance? And I know banks insist mm. on insurance. Can you explain to people why banks insist on insuring your sure. house and what it is um, that you're most likely to be insuring sure. for the house? Because then when I got a bigger house, one of the things I didn't realize was things outside the house were not covered by the bank. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but why am I insured? <laughs> so I, I think just to demystify that for sure. people. So there's, there's three insurance covers that you need when okay. you have a property. One is life insurance or credit insurance. The second one is building, so the actual structure. And the third one, as you said, is the things inside your house. The geezer. No, no, no. Geezer, geezer is part of the building. Oh, okay. Cool. So your bed, your clothes, yes, your yes, furniture. Yes. Okay. So the first thing is if you've got credit with the bank, you are the person responsible for the credit. Okay. So if you pass away, who's going to pay it for you? Mm. Yeah. That's why you have credit life insurance. Yeah. So if you pass away, the credit life pays the bank off for the property okay. and the property stays yours. Okay. You give it to your friend, your family, kids, anything like that. So that's why you have life insurance for that. Then your building insurance. So if, if someone drives into your property. Of okay, course, which happened to a friend of mine. For sure. It happens all the time. Oh. Or a meteor hits your roof or <laughs> which has happened. Sure. You need someone to cover that. Yep. Okay. And that's why you have buildings insurance. Same for the geezer. Mm. So the geezer is building insurance. If it bursts, you want a new geezer. Otherwise, you're going to have a cold shower. Mm. So that's why you have that insurance. And then, of course, your content, if someone steals your things. You which want is to be likely, Very considering likely. where we live. 
So those are the three insurances that you need. So how come? So I'll make an example. Okay, first I'll start with the life. Uh, the credit life the insurance. The credit life. Yeah. I'll make a personal example because I think people. That's why I do the show because I can use myself to help you, you guys, uh, get more information. So when my dad, my mom has been a stay-at-home mother for over twenty years, and when my dad uh, passed away, we didn't have to worry about losing the house because he was insured. Um, and so my ha- my mom continued to have a house and it was sort of transferred in her name and as a family that helps so if you need a practical example I'm giving you a practical example sure. one of the last things you want to do when you're dealing with the loss of a loved one is a loss of you know your property your property a place yeah. to live and so life cover is important in that way and you never know what might happen to you one of the things I didn't want to do why I've insured why I insure my house as well is because I don't want my mom who has been toiling all her life to not be paying for my bond after I've gone. So from a practical sense, that's uh, what it's about. But I wanted to ask about the building itself. Sure. I then had a leak outside the patio Mm -hmm. and the bank didn't cover that, but it's still the building. So how does that work? (laughs) So you remember there's, there's buildings cover that covers if something goes horribly wrong, a fire, um, uh, a tsunami A tsunami okay. a, a big bull that ran into your front door Whatever it is <laughs> yes. Then you have maintenance Okay, So let's say you haven't been cleaning your gutters For the last five years mm-hmm. And the gutter is not working And now it rains And the water goes Not down the gutter But through the roof On your ceiling And on Damp. your floor Damp Yeah that, That's not covered by the insurance company Okay That's my problem Yes Okay So Here's another tip for first time, uh, buyers is that the upkeep of the house is up to you. So yes, you may be insured for the building, but the cleaning of the gutters is, and this is something they usually have a garden service if you're in a townhouse or you have somebody who works and does uh, your mm. garden service or you have a gardener. Just get them to go up onto the roof. Uh, and check those things out for you because those do affect. That's exactly what happened to yeah. me. Uh, is that the water went into the house and then suddenly I had that those brown yeah. patches on the ceiling, yeah. and I wanted to complain yeah. and I couldn't complain because the bank was like, no. And especially after winter, mm. so all those leaves, all the wind that's blown in on the roof, just climb on, get a hose pipe, get a shovel, whatever you need, and clean your gutters. Put it back to a car. So okay. if, if your car tires are smooth and you try to stop and you have an accident, the insurance companies won't pay out. Yeah, because then you didn't, uh, there's no tread. Exactly. And you obviously take your, you should be maintaining your, your car, car, maintenance, service. Exactly. And if you haven't done it. Okay. Nobody had explained it to me like that. I get it now. <laughs> so um, with about a couple of minutes to go, Sean, sure. I wanted to um, ask for somebody who maybe they will not be able to buy right now because of... Uh, Let's say debt. What are the things that you need to, how do you need to get your house right mm. so that you have a higher chance of having your bond application approved? Um, what do you need to do? What can you start doing right now, wherever you're sit, sitting right now mm. to help uh, yourself mm. and uh, your application to be approved? What can first-time buyers start to do or potential first-time buyers? Well, the first thing you must do is do a proper budget. Okay. Okay. Before you do anything else, you need to know how much money you're getting in 
in how much money you're spending. Okay. okay. And once you've seen that on paper, you see how much money you're spending on food, how much money you're spending on entertainment, how much money you're spending on a Friday night when you go out with the boys, you can then adjust your expenditure to match your income. Mm. So you can actually start paying off things or cutting things out that you don't need in your life. Uh, you know, you, you can not shop by shops that are too expensive. You can go to the, the cheaper shops. You don't have to go buy clothes every month. So mm. you can really start and use that money to pay off your debt. Mm. And once you get into a point where you have 30 to 40% of your income is cash, you don't need to spend that. Then you get in, in a good position. So 30 to 40% is free from your income is what you should be looking at. It would be if very possible. good. If possible. Yeah. That's, that's very good. Um, I also wanted to, um, you, you sparked another thought in terms of, um, drawing up a budget. Mm. A lot of people are going off on their own. They becoming entrepreneurs. Uh, some people are contracted, um, which means you, you don't necessarily have full-time employment where they can yeah. say, um, show right away. Of income. The yeah. yeah. So what do I do in a situation like that if, I don't want to find myself at a disadvantage. What do I do in that situation? So my personal advice is you need to keep your risks as low as possible. Then. Okay. Don't, don't commit to a 12 month rental agreement. Okay. You know, live with a friend, uh, rent a room. Okay. Um, keep your cost, your fixed cost as low as possible. Okay. Don't buy the new car. If you don't need a car, uh, if your work allows it, then don't, mm. you know, try and get yourself to a point where you are uh, established in what you do. Okay. And, over time, if you can see that you are actually generating a standard income on every single month and you saved a lot of money, in that situation, I'll always say try and not be under debt. Try try and avoid debt as much as possible. Okay. Yeah. And then lastly, I really do want to ask this. I'm asking this sincerely because to get bank approval, you need debt. So, mm. But you need good debt. Yes. So what is the good debt that you need to have that says to a bank, oh, yes, Lerato has been paying people and look. So what? what is good debt and what is bad debt? Because you need debt to get. Yes. Uh, they need, they <laughs> need to know that you can pay debt. Yes, yes. exactly. So Lerato, as a as a, someone that's coming into the market, I think, you know, personally what I did is I also uh, did an application for a property and they said, but we can't loan you money. And I was like, but I earn good money. I can afford it. They say, yeah, but we don't know. You don't have any debt. So I opened a clothing account. Okay. Um, which is dangerous. Yeah. You know, you need to manage it properly, but yeah. that's what the banks are looking for. Yeah. Can you manage debt properly? Right. So I opened a clothing account. Uh, I got a cell phone contract. Okay. Took it away from my mom. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I opened a DSTV account. So, so it created a profile for me on the, on the bureaus, the mm. credit bureaus. And mm. from there, the banks actually saw, okay, so he does pay it. He's not a, it's not someone that when the money goes into his salary, pulls everything out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So the thing, I think the thing to take away from what Sean has just said is to realize that you may be doing really well and want to close off all your debt, but it's going to make it incredibly difficult, uh, for you because you almost, you need credit. To, to get credit. Yes. But obviously you need to pay. So we're not saying open credit accounts and do all these other things and closing accounts and then don't pay them. Yes. So sure. you need consistency in your life to make sure that, um, you know, the bank can say, Oh, you've been paying. So pay it really well. And then, you know, Correct. go ahead and, and apply for a loan. And before I let you go, cause I have to let you go. By the way, if you are listening right now and you're thinking, Oh my goodness, 
this has been so amazing. I have more, more, more questions to ask. The number for home loans, uh, excuse me, for Bitterborn Home Loans is 0800 007 So that is 0800 or you can go to betterborn.co.za. So if I have questions and I want to email you because I want to know um, – uh, a little bit more. Do you have an email address where people can get a hold of you or or a, a consultant? At, at, at yeah, well, I mean, you can email me directly. It's Sean, S-H-A-U-N, at betterbond.co.za. Okay, great. And if I just want to um, maybe get more information or uh, have a consultant uh, help me out yeah. with this, remember, 60% of the applications get approved. So this is why I, I want to get these details for you. Uh, where would they go? So you can either ask your estate agents about Better Bond. Okay. Um, or you can go to our website and on our website we have all our contact details you can phone us num- our number that you gave there and we will uh, allocate you to the right region so that number once again and it's across the it's across yeah. the country doesn't matter whether you are in Kakamas or Limpopo you are going to be that fine fine that that number again is 0800-007-111 or you can go to betterbond.co.za my name is Lerato Shabala the show is called Living It Up uh, we are on Cliff Central every Wednesday from 10 until 11 we talk property uh, next week we're going to speak to the man who sponsors this show himself uh, Ralimam uh, Buela who's going to tell us about um, excuse me <laughs> Ralimam Buela who's going to tell us about how um, the ups and downs of real estate in South Africa whether you're looking at prom- commercial property or whether you're looking at residential property he's going to be here quite excited we had him at the beginning of the show at the beginning of the month and he was awesome and people loved it he is going to be here here. Remember, you can go to uh, rally-mampeule.co.za uh, to learn more about rally properties as well as uh, the learnership. Sean, thank you very much for coming through and chatting uh, to to us. And uh, uh, I will be emailing you personally <laughs> so I can get a better deal. Thanks, Laura. It's been fantastic. I will catch you guys next week again. Peace. Property, 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 I'm trying to invest. Money in by the neighborhood, that's how you rinse it. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. Buy back the hood. I'm about to buy back the hood. Buy back the hood. This is CliffCentral.com.